Payne County, Oklahoma. Welcome to the Pastors of Pain podcast and radio show. So glad you're with us. Pastors of Pain. I lost my words for the first time in my life. What a joy (laughs) for you to be here with us. We are so glad that you're with us, whether you're listening as a podcast or maybe even on the radio on Pete 94.3 on Sunday mornings at 9.30. You can tune in. And then right after, you can listen to the Mass. We record, usually we record the Saturday night 5 o'clock Mass, and then that plays from 10 to 11. Sorry. The, the song, is funny? video is killed the radio star. Yeah. And then I'm thinking the like. the first video ever on MTV. Podcast killed the radio star. No, yeah. I like, uh, people still listen to the radio. Who? I mean, why do radio stations still exist? When did you last like, listen to the radio? No, eighty-seven. <laughs> no, I, I mean sometimes, sometimes. I'm I'm po- podcasts and audiobooks when I'm in the car. Yeah, I listen to the radio when for OSU games. Oh yeah, Dave Hunzagers. Totally amazing voice. Totally, voice of the Cowboys. He's a parishioner. You better believe it. He lectures at Mass. Uh, he lectures at Mass. Yeah. Do people just yeah. like? Ooh. And he runs. He, he Dave. Dave is actually a beautiful example of of good stewardship. He even when he's on the road. For you know, he's on the road with the with the uh, baseball, basketball, football. Whoa! Um, he he still facilitates the recording of the mass so that it can play on the radio. Sweet! That's a beautiful gift, Dave. Using his skills, his talents, and putting them at the service of the Lord to bring more people into God's kingdom. A hot nigga. Go, dog. Dave. Go, Dave. Wow. Go, folks. Pistols firing. Okay. Okay. Um, let's get to it. Last let's week we talked about uh, building a Catholic culture. One of the, and I've heard that I'm going to get the quote wrong, but basically, like, if you want to see Catholic culture, go to Mass. Like, okay. that is where, I mean, if you, re- that is really okay. where Catholics are most Catholic. I mean, we love to, s- serving the poor, beautiful. Bible studies, beautiful. Uh, Universities know, and professors yes, and education. And, and teaching and all of that is beautiful. But, right, but where does the, where does the energy to do all that come from? Where does what is the center? I mean, we call we we call the Eucharist the source and the summit of the Christian life. Yeah, source. Thank you, Vatican II. Being that from which things come, and the summit, that to which things are, are going. Yep. If the Eucharist is the source and the summit, then man, we got to talk about the Eucharist more. And so, one of the things that the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, aka the USCCB. They are emphasizing a three-year Eucharistic revival in the United States. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm really excited about it. Actually, I, I, I did a lot of reading over the summer yep. um, on just on the Eucharist. And so this is it's both personal for me. I need a Eucharistic revival in my own life. You know, I celebrate Mass every day. I spend time with the Lord in the Eucharist every day. Um, but I also... You know, don't think about the Eucharist enough. I don't preach about the Eucharist enough. And so I need a personal Eucharistic revival in my own life, mm-hmm. and I would encourage everyone else to to have that attitude as well. And then we need a Eucharistic revival in our parishes. And so Father Kerry and I are taking that very seriously. Whoa. Um, so one of the things we've done, both parishes here in Stillwater, uh, St. John's and St. Francis Xavier, we now both have multiple days during the week when there are two masses available. Um, That's right. We, you used to have one. We used to have one. 
Now you have two and we have two. And so what the re and the reason we did that, and this uh, this is going to sound I don't mean it yeah. to sound, but like <laughs> that that added work for us. And now don't take that the wrong way. Yeah. We love to celebrate mass, but it adds another thing to the, to the day um, that then doesn't allow us as much time to be out and about or to to do social things or and that and that's fine because the Eucharist is the source and the summit of our life. And so we've added these these masses in order to give people more access to the sacraments. We are in the process um, of adding more at time for Eucharistic adoration mm -hmm. in the parish. Um, we try to do a lot to keep the church open so that people can come and pray. And those are just a couple of the things that we're doing in order to participate yep. in this Eucharistic revival. And it's just starting. Amen. This Amen. is like year one, and it's going to be going on for three years. So maybe each year we'll add a daily mass. So we'll each have four daily mass. No, no. We're no, not we going to start that kind of fire. When did the fire turn on in that fireplace over there? I turned it on before we started did recording. We? Oh, that's right. You said that. We and now record in our living like, room, and it's great. We have a little fireplace. Especially when it's cold outside. It's a little chilly today. Um, when you're listening to this, uh, if you're listening to this on, on Friday or uh, over the weekend, I, I just want to let you know that I'm currently in Hawaii. <laughs> Uh, giving a, a, a I'm giving parish, a parish retreat and then and then uh, preaching the Sunday masses in English and Spanish at this at St. Michael the Archangel on the Big Island. But most exciting is I get to do a little walk on on the days that I'm free. I'm seeing it more. I mean, it'll, it'll be some rest and obviously in a beautiful place. I've never been there, but I've seen pictures. And I'm going to be doing just really some. I, I'm seeing it as a as a pilgrimage of visiting my. Uh, the p some p important places in the life of my favorite saint, who is Damien of Molokai. Oh, yeah. So I can't go to where Damien lived. Uh, the settlement, Kuala Lupapa settlement on the uh -huh. island of Molokai is closed. Um, and so I've mourned that loss, and I've now moved on, and oh. I'm now going to go visit other places where he ministered on the, on the, big, on island. the big island. Yep. 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 Okay, anyway, it's pretty cool. Good. But I'll say all that because yes. what was... Damien Molokai, my man, we could do a whole show just on him. I could talk about him for days on days. Um, he lived, he was a, a missionary from Belgium to Hawaii. He lived in destitution with lepers for 15 years. Yep. And if you asked him, how did you do it? He would say, a life of prayer. And a life of prayer centered on the Eucharist. That's what Damien would say. Prayer, Eucharist, and the Mass, which gives us... Which gave him then the strength to go and to serve and serve and serve and serve and serve Amen. until he died of leprosy. Amen. Anyway, so I think it's important that we just have to talk about the Eucharist more. So we, one of the things we've said on our on our little show here is that we want to talk about the Eucharist more. And in fact, what we want to do <gasps> what? is we want to just do a slow burn, walk through the Mass. Because I think a lot of people come to Mass, uh, which is awesome, but then there's a lot of people who don't come to Mass, and I think one of the reasons they don't come to Mass is because they don't get it. Or, or I think there's also, I've met those people who have been going to Mass all their life and don't know what's going on. Right. I like the songs. Or I see people I know. Or I get to, you know, I kind of check the box. I know I'm, I'm supposed to go, and so I What was I that go. quote you gave me the other day? It was a girl who said, I always had this spiritual experience when I went to church and there was all these like, oh, praise and worship songs that were being sung. And then I went to a concert, and it was the same emotional experience 
uh, about the music that was being played, and I realized I just like concerts. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I, the mega church I grew up in, and I'm not ripping on mega churches, but maybe maybe I am. Uh, I, yeah, the mega church I went to, you know, had just unbelievable music, and, and it just made me feel so close to God. And then I went to a One Direction concert. One felt, Direction? And felt the same thing. And I and I just realized I like live music. <laughs> anyway, that was, that was really funny. Um, okay, so what we want to do, and this is going to take place, you know, we did we did a series on the, like, the Ten Commandments, and it took uh-huh. us like 14 years. <laughs> um but we're gonna walk. We're gonna walk through the mass. Yes, we're just gonna walk through the mass piece by piece, and it's gonna take as long as it takes. No, no, <laughs> no, no. So I, I think we don't so limit. Eternity? We don't limit ourselves to. We're gonna walk through the mass over the next two episodes because there's so much. There's so much that happens in that 30 minutes you're there for a daily mass, yep. or that hour, you know, hour and a little bit that you're there for a Sunday mass. So what I think we want to start with is not the the beginning of the mass. But what to do before Mass? The preparation. The preparation. Preparing for Mass. So I think so often people come in, and I'm not, I'm not faulting anybody. I think especially people with little kids, we love you. We love that you're there. People are always like apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry. My son was like yelling, and I was like, I thought it was great. <laughs> Joyful um, noise to the Lord. Yeah, if they're like wailing and, you know, screaming at the top of their lungs, you, uh-huh. you can kind of, you might just step mm-hmm. out, calm them down, then come right back in. But, um, I think a lot of people are kind of rushing into mass. Um, they're they're coming in. There's not there's not a lot of preparation, and I think it hurts hurts the experience. Okay. So so what's the preparation? So let's talk about preparation. So I would say I got my one. I if got you're my one. if you're going, you know, so let's say you're going to go to mass this Sunday. Uh, you're going to come at one of the times at either St. John's or at St. Francis Xavier or wherever you might live. Um, preparation ahead of time, I would say. Uh, one really great thing you can do is simply read the readings, okay, or listen to the readings. There's a U- the USCCB, the U- U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, has a podcast. You can listen to the readings. There's apps, or you can subscribe to Magnificat or Word Among Us. Those are good resources where you can literally have the readings in your in your hands, or you get a, a, a daily yep. Roman Missal, um, something like that. Just reading the readings ahead of time and, and thinking about them, praying with them. What yep. what. I love that. I used to do this when I was a seminarian before I was a priest. Um, we were taught, like, okay, if you were giving the homily today, like, what would you say? How how do you bring these readings together? What jumps out for you? Can be an incredibly helpful exercise to prepare for the mass. That's one thing. What else? Okay, I I would say, what are you doing on Sunday? Is it a Sabbath day? Because the Sabbath day leads to worship. So is your whole day, we talked about creating a Catholic culture, creating a Sabbath day culture amongst yourself and your family. That the, on this day, on the Sabbath day, we rest, we recreate, and we worship. Rest, recreate, and worship. There's not, there's not work going on. There's not laborious. We're not doing homework. We're not cramming for things. I, I would always, in, um, in my years in seminary, and I tried to do this before I went to seminary, was actually to carve out one day and not do it. I wouldn't sit on my computer. I wasn't doing work. Uh, I wasn't you know, doing laborious activity. I created one day, and that actually created a second thing. The freedom uh, to worship, to to go in to mass on Sunday, and not be not have ten things going on in my mind, 
the things I did prior, the things I got to do right after. It's I'm not going to the grocery store. When we went to Belgium on this road trip pilgrimage a few years ago, the local people said, "Oh, you you better get all your stuff now on Saturday. On Saturday, because yep. even in even in Belgium, which is barely Christian anymore." They still have Sunday as family day. There's no companies that are open. There's no restaurants that are open. There's no grocery stores that are open. So creating a Sabbath culture in your life, a day of rest that day, because then that gives you the freedom to not rush and be as uh, anxious and worried about many things but really have to one thing, which is the worship of God. I love the, the, the freedom. And so it's not that those things are bad. Technology is not always bad. Homework is not bad. Uh, work is not bad. But but those things do get it, can get in the way of the you know the one the one big thing, and that is you know the the one main thing of worship of worshiping God. Okay, so that the, freedom. Go yeah. ahead. There, it's this book, "Behold the Mystery" by Mark Hart, and it's our young sec- adults are uh, reading that. Yeah, right it's the second. It's nights. the second chapter uh, of what is. Um, the under, just understanding the Sabbath, uh, that relationship of covenant. Like, how am I, how am I renewing this covenant relationship with God on this on this Sabbath day? Am I keeping this day holy? Okay, enough yeah. said. So, uh, reading the readings ahead of time, creating in your schedule space, freedom to to really to come and worship and have. You know, so you're not like checking your email, you know, on your walk into mass. Le- you know, leaving cu- leaving a lot of that behind, and and coming to mass. Um, I think another way to prepare for mass is by going to confession. Oh yeah. Um, I think especially if you have mortal sin, uh, grave sin yep, yep. on your soul, you want to come uh, to confession uh, before coming to mass, before receiving. Uh, the Eucharist before receiving Holy Communion. You all have confessions before Mass here, yeah? Uh, generally, we do. So when both priests are available, we have uh, Mass. And so you can actually you can get all that. We, we post it on Facebook on Saturday mornings. We have a little sheet up in our narthex of all the confession times. And then I put it in my weekly flock note, yep. which is called Weekly Notes from Father O'Brien. Whoa. And then we also, the other avenue is, uh, there's a little flock note called Weekend Liturgy Notes. Okay where you can get uh, the confession schedule. So that's, I think, another great way to do it. Okay, now let's talk about on Sunday. You're coming, Saturday night or Sunday, you're coming to Mass. What does the car ride look like? Uh, What does the, you know, your students are walking Uh from their dorm, from their frat house, whatever, to Mass. Uh, You're riding your bike. Uh, One of the things I would do is, 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 as a family or whether you're alone, using that time to prepare for Mass. Coming to Mass with specific intentions that you yep. want to give to the Lord. Um, most of the time, we don't have to think about it very hard. Um, if I say, you know, if I say to anyone in this parish or any one of your students, "Hey, what's going on in your life? What yeah. what what needs prayer?" We you don't have to think very hard um, because you know people who are suffering and hurting. You you watch the news, you read the paper, uh, you looked at Twitter, and you realize, oh my gosh, Ukraine and Venezuela and Nicaragua and Puerto Rico and Florida, yeah, and uh, school shooting and uh, you know, like you got all that, and then you look around your own life and you say, oh my gosh, my friend is really hurting, or this person I know is sick, uh, my professor is really struggling, 
you know. Yeah. So identify that that you want to bring to the Lord and give to the Lord and hand over to the Lord in the Mass. Um, as priests, we have a specific intention for every Mass. You, I know you do something unique in that you you have a, a student in mind. And yeah, you yeah. Said like that I offered, to me before. Tell, talk about that. Yeah, so every, every day I and Father Porter have a student that we offer Mass for and on the weekends as well. It's like, we don't, we don't take mass intentions. On one occasion, someone gave me 30 mass intentions and gave the stole fee, which is what, $10? Usually take like $10. And mass, yeah. it took me a year and a half to get to those. Because <laughs> you have so many students. Yeah, because yeah, uh, each day I, I think of a student and I pray for them all day, and bam, they're my mass intentions. Yeah. Same with Father Porter. So, and we, and we do here at the parish, we, have, we do take mass intentions, and so people call the office and say, can you offer a mass for my Uncle Steve who died and... And and we say sure, and we actually give it a we give it a date. We publish it in the bulletin. Oh, um, you know, ninety percent of the time we announce it at at mass. Um, you know this, and for Father Kerry Wakulich, for whom this mass is offered, Woo-woo. you know, or whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, and and then I get you know I get into mass intentions from my mom a lot. <laughs> um, she's this is one of the you know I guess the advantage of having a son who's a priest is she'll tell. You know, she'll tell people at my home parish in Houston, oh, I'll have, my son will celebrate a mass for you. And I'm like, okay, mom, but it's going to be, you know, like on my Monday, on my day of rest, uh, yeah. know, I keep those. There aren't, <laughs> there isn't an intention from the parish that day, and so I'm able to celebrate a mass. And so I'll say, okay, mom, it's going to be, you know, the next three Mondays. Or, you know, when I'm on, if I'm on vacation or on retreat, those are f- open intentions. Yeah. But the priests have very specific intentions. But the people ought to have intentions too. Whoa, you just got excited. The I've never people, seen you like punch you your head like come, that before. You gotta come to Mass with things in mind that you want to bring to the Mass. And that makes the Mass, I mean, a, a lot more meaningful when it's not just you're not just sitting there sort of passively yeah. taking in, you know, what the priest is saying. Um, you are you are actively bringing to the Mass your your life and the life of those around you. Right. The, it, it, we talk about the Mass being the holy sacrifice, and we'll get to that a, li- a little further on. What did Jesus, at on Calvary and at the Last Supper, what was he thinking about? He was thinking about you. You. And you. And so you're participating in this. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it eventually, how the Mass encompasses, like Jesus says, it is finished, and how that encompasses all space and all time. Ooh. That the, the cross has an effect on all of time and all of space. And so you're entering in to this, this heavenly worship that is out of space, out of time. And you are there with Jesus. You're no longer, you're in Jerusalem, 33 AD. You're not in Stillwater, Oklahoma. We'll get to that. What are you thinking about? Yeah, what, what are, is your what are you bringing? Jesus yeah. was thinking about you. What are you thinking about? Are I've you, heard it said that as Jesus was on the cross, the like the the face the face of every person who ever lived and would live, you know, crossed in front of his eyes, and one of those was you. Right. So what are you bringing? What are you Okay. So then I I really like um in our in our the architecture of our church um in that when you when you park your car or you walk up, whatever, you get dropped off, you have like a little bit of a walk <laughs> from your car to the front door or uh-huh. to the side, the transept door, whatever. You have a little walk. And I like that. I like that. Um, there's an intentionality there that you ha- you're kind of leaving the world behind and you're coming in. 
And so then you walk in, and hopefully there's there's some kind of greeting. The priest is out there. Kyle, our seminarian's out there. The deacon. We have greeters because we want you know a, a sort of a spirit of hospitality. We get yeah. a lot of visitors, which is great, and they want to know where's the bathroom. <laughs> they want to. You want to take care of business. I didn't take, expect you to say that. Take care of business before <laughs> before the mass starts. Or they say, hey, I heard you had confessions. Where are the confessionals? Oh, they're right Cleaning there. Cleaning right out there. everything. We also get a lot of um, non-Catholics who come, people who uh, maybe have never been to mass. or and, you know, So we have material available for them to be able to follow. We pass out a little worship aid with the music and the creed and the gloria and the um, a lot, and, and that's very intentional. Um, I think a lot of times people can come to Mass new to it or not Catholic, and they're kind of lost. And there's going to be a lost aspect to it because there's a lot going on in the Mass yeah. if you've never been and you just walk in for the first time. I'm new in town. But we want to create a little bit of a bridge there, and that's what we do with, yeah, the, yeah. with the worship aid for lifelong Catholics to be able to follow along, but then also especially for new people. Okay. Um, so that's all part of the preparation. Get, coming to Mass, reading the readings, Preparing the time, mind, heart. going to confession, coming to Mass with an intention, building into your Saturday or Sunday uh, that, that freedom, a little space to be able to pray. Okay, I, I, I'm going to throw you another one. When you, so part of the preparation is when you walk in the front door, uh, you gave a tour to some non-Catholics one time, and you like put your hand in the holy water, made the sign of the cross, and genuflected, and the guy said, what is this? Yeah. What are you doing here? Expl- yeah. Explain yeah. That, whole, that whole movement of the body and like the, the physical things of Catholicism. So, so yeah, Catholicism, I think, is, a, is an incarnational religion. Um, what, what do we mean? The incarnation is the, 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 the theological understanding that God became man. God became one of us. At a certain point in history, we celebrated on March the 25th, uh, the Solemnity of the Annunciation. The Holy Spirit comes upon Mary. She conceives in her womb Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, God himself, who has now become man. We celebrated again uh, on December the 25th, the Solemnity of the Nativity of Jesus Christ. Jesus is born, right? God becomes human and then is born. He's born a man, uh, born a baby, and then becomes man. Um, and so our, the way that we pray is very physical. It's very physical. So when you come to the Mass, um, there's a physicalness to it. We stand, we sit, we kneel, we make gestures yep. with our yep. hands. And as we move through this, this um, you know, kind of a walk through the Mass, we'll, we'll talk about all that. But one of the first things that you do when you walk into a Catholic church, somewhere very near you, to your right, to your left, or in front of you, there's going to be some water. And we call that holy water. And what we ask people to do is to put their hands into the holy water and then to, to bless yourself with the sign of the cross. Um, and so you put your, your, your fingers in the holy water, or as little kids, you know, they put their whole hand in there. Whoa, whoa, like, I do the same thing. I swirl like, my hand around and then rub it on my like, head. They want to, like, put their face in there. Don't do that. Um, you touch the holy water, and then you make the sign of the cross. You touch your hand to your forehead to the middle of your chest, to your left shoulder, to your right shoulder. And what you're doing there is kind of two things. One is a reminder of your baptism. Yep. Um, the holy water is a reminder of your baptism. Anytime you see holy water, if we're, if we're in the Mass and we're flinging holy water around, it's a reminder of your baptism. If we bless, <laughs> if we bless your house or we bless your pet or your car or 
the water is a reminder of our of our baptism. Uh-huh. And so then you make the sign of the cross. And what is the sign of the cross? It's a it's a physical prayer, um, and a powerful prayer, a physical prayer calling to mind the 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 life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. Um, calling to mind the Trinity in which you were baptized. So when we baptize a baby or an adult, I say, Carrie, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We baptize with water and we baptize in the name of the Trinity. And so when you come to Mass or when you just come to pray in the church, that holy water that's right there is part of the preparation for what you're doing, a preparation for entering into the Mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, so it reminds you of your baptism, reminds you of of the good thing that the Lord has done for you, which is he died for your sins. Yeah, the, the, that's the, that is all part of the preparation. So, you know, not only going to the bathroom, uh, making sure your bladder is empty, yep. cleaning out your soul, yep. is also marking your sign as a, what is it, Constantine said, in this sign is victory, the voice said. So we yep. mark ourselves with the sign of the cross. And then, yep. and then I, I, I'm, I'm also reading uh, Bishop Dan Muggenbergs. He's the bishop of the Diocese of Reno. Pre- he was a priest of the Diocese of Tulsa, and he's no longer a he's priest. From, he's from Stillwater. He's from Stillwater. And he's got this little book and um, on the Mass, and he's got this line that it says, then there's a procession into the church, which is uh, what the vision in the book of Revelation is. That there's this procession, these people walking down these aisles. Uh, St. Paul uh, you know, gives this image of people running the race, of them being brought into these temples uh, to, be, um, to be martyred. And it's just the vision of people walking down the aisles. That's why we have processions during weddings, because that comes from the book of Revelation with the bride proceeding to the Heavenly Father, to the um, New Jerusalem. And, and also this procession, this walking in of the people to their places. You know, a pews didn't exist in the early church. Everybody just sort of stood around. And um, I always, uh, I never, uh, pews have a tendency when I sit down in them, I, I get really comfortable and I start to doze off. Like all I need is to sit down and have three points of contact. My, my legs and my, my butt, my back. And if my head makes contact, I'm asleep. Oh. So if if three if two of the three are depressed, I Noted. start falling asleep really Noted. fast. Yeah. But in the mass, you're up and you're up and down a lot. Yeah, yeah. To, there's a, to avoid, to there's avoid that, that. There's that movement. Yeah. And so there's this movement of this procession, he says, into the church, a spiritual statement. Interesting, he says, a spiritual statement that we are on a journey to God and that Jesus is leading us to the Father. I love that. Yeah, there's it's a processional, yeah. So when you're walking, you know, from your car into the church, the holy water, the sign of the cross, and then you move towards towards your pew. Um, and then there's something else that we do to prepare. When you walk into your pew, uh, and we do this um, anytime you come into the church to pray, um, you make a, a sign of reverence to Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, uh-huh. in the tabernacle. And oh, yeah. So that is... Uh, a genuflection. You go down onto your right knee, your right knee, and that goes back to kind of medieval times and, and, and even before that. That's what you would you would kneel before a king. Uh-huh. You kneel before a king. And so who is Jesus Christ? He's the king of the universe. Yes. Right? We celebrate Christ the king, end of, you know, towards the middle of, end, middle of end of November. Christ the king of the universe, of the earth, of my heart. Let's go. And so you genuflect... Um, as a sign of reverence. All that is part of the preparation. 
Um, and one of the things, you know, we do that all the time. And then, you know, I've, I've bad knees um, and other people are, are kind of older or have bad knees. And so my genuflection is, is, a, is, a, is kind of a halfway deal. Um, or if, if I don't have anything to hold on to, then I, then I bow. But dang it, I want to genuflect, right? And my knees are just, you know, not what they need to be. And so it's, it should be a genuflection. And if not a genuflection, then, uh, you know, a profound bow um, to Jesus Christ, who is, who is uh, the king of the universe. And so the, all of that, then you go into your pew and then, and then pray. If you have a few minutes, bring those intentions, bring yeah. to mind things, put away, put away your phone, uh, unless you're like reading the readings. Um, don't read the bulletin. You know, we don't, we don't be listening to a football game in an earbud. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Prepare, <laughs> prepare, prepare, I've prepare. Seen that. so that when the mass begins, um, you are, as ready as you can be. We're never totally ready for what's going to happen. St. John Vianney said, if we knew what was happening in the Mass, we would die of joy. <laughs> okay, so we're never totally ready. There's yeah. a veil there between, you know, what is what, what we think is happening and, what, and what's really happening. But you can, we can all do more to prepare. Um, and this also goes to helping other people prepare. So setting that stage... Your you know, kids, your yeah, friends, your kids, the people and, around you, the people around you. Don't be distracting, um, you know, so you can get there, get there early. All of that goes into beautiful preparation for mass. And now we're ready to begin the mass, but we've run out of time, and so we'll pick that up. Wow! Next time we'll talk about the introductory rites. Yes, sir. Um, but anyway, prepare for mass. Beautiful. Ah, oh, I love it. I could talk about that all day, and I just might. Okay. Have a great week, everybody. Peace. Go Pokes.